I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. Welcome in a live edition of the Beeson College Football. We'll do it betting. live. We'll do it live. For those of you listening on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, joined by Wes Reynolds as Matt Humans on assignment on this uh, Thanksgiving week. I love how you say on assignment. <laughs> uh, or vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, you know, know, somewhere. On assignment sounds a little bit better, but we got a lot to get to, and uh, I can think of no one better to break down this Week 13 card with than the co-host of VSIN tonight. If you can't get Matt Humans, you might as well get his co-partner, yes. his partner in crime, Wes Reynolds. Uh, we do have Matt's plays, uh, so we will get to those as we always do with our best bet recap. But today, a little bit different feel. We're going to go in chronological order, Friday to Saturday. So let's start. With Iowa at Nebraska, number 16, Iowa, visiting the Corn, a noon Eastern kick on Friday on CBS. And uh, the latest look at the line is this thing has been on the move, Wes. This was actually my first bet of the week. I was looking to back Nebraska, knowing the situational spot that uh, they had, needing this victory to get the bowl eligibility. And also, you look at the Iowa situation and we can make our jokes about the total of this game being as low as 25 and a half uh, at some spots out there. Uh, but for Iowa, it's a rivalry game. 
But I'm curious their motivation, knowing that they have waiting in the wings, Michigan and uh, or uh, Ohio State. So I'm on the corn. I took a pick them earlier this week. That number doesn't exist. So we'll lay the shortest money line that is out there. Uh, I'm rolling minus 130. What say you on Nebraska, Iowa? Yeah, that's what I did as well. Uh, the uh, Heroes game, which uh, Nebraska, by the way, stopped a seven game losing streak uh, winning in Iowa City. Uh, uh, they are going to try to get bowl eligible in this one, Tim. They've lost three straight, but they've been within a score in all three games uh, against Wisconsin. Look, they look like they were maybe going to pull that out in regulation. They do not. Wisconsin gets a ball first. They score. Nebraska couldn't get it in the end zone. But I thought Shuba Purdy did a solid job. Wasn't great. Wasn't spectacular. But Nebraska's had some really erratic quarterback play all season. And uh, Purdy at <laughs> least has been stable. Game. Yes. Oof. Yes. Jeff Sims loses his job. And then the, the Kearney kid uh, from Kearney, Nebraska, Henrik Heiber or Harburg rather, uh, played and started a few games. And he gets hurt, loses it to back to Jeff Sims. And they give Purdy a shot. And I think Nebraska's probably looked Maybe the best they have all season over the last few games. They have not been to a bowl game since 2016. That's amazing. Think about that. I mean, you and you and I growing up, uh, I remember complaining to my dad saying, are they ever going to lose? I right. hate this team. Right. They're just winning national championships all the time. Tom Osborne, I'm going to run it until you stop it. And, uh, they haven't been to a bowl that. game in seven years. So uh, a dual play there. We're both on the corn, as is Matt Eumanns. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully. That always goes well when we always match up. You get, a little bit, uh, you get a little bit nervous, a lot of consensus thinking there. But the market has moved in that direction pretty much throughout the week uh, from a pick out to two, two and a half with an incredibly low total. Look, I learned my lesson last week. I normally lay the money line, uh, Wes, in these situations. I laid two and a half instead with Texas Tech. They block an extra point. They win by one. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and, and be, you know, people sometimes say, oh, what are you doing uh, laying a money line on a favorite and all that juice? It's like, no, sometimes you have to do that, uh, especially like in the NFL. Oh, yeah. When, when the, the key numbers aren't in play as much anymore with these teams going for two, and look, you see it in college football too, teams going for two at unconventional times, uh, going for it more on fourth down, so got to be able to weigh that favorite money line. And sometimes, sometimes it's a, your, your state of mind is a, a little bit better too, yes. knowing you've got the money line. All right. Uh, number 13, Oklahoma is hosting TCU. Another five and six team. By the way, in totality, I believe 24 teams with five wins we playing on Friday or Saturday. TCU being one of them. They are catching 10. This number has been on the move. Uh, and I see some nine and a halfs out there in the market. The noon on Fox. And uh, you are interested mm -hmm. in the road dog in this one. Yeah, I, I missed the best. I took 10 and a half on this. Uh, there are still a few 10 and a halves out there if you shop around. But as you mentioned, right here behind us at Circus Sports, there is as low as nine and a half. Uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel had to leave the game against BYU. You, is he going to be able to go here for the uh, the uh, season finale? Or the, yeah, so, you know, I, I, TCU I think has, has played hard. They they got a little confidence with a blowout win over Baylor. They hung in with Texas a couple weeks ago. We know they've been outmanned and and uh, you know the season went sideways for TCU immediately, losing to uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado when they were twenty point favorites. But when you look at who TCU lost, they lost almost all of their significant offensive players uh, to the NFL draft last year, quarterback, receiver, three of their starting linemen. And TCU just hasn't been able to get right, I think, uh, all season long. But 
Now they've got a chance uh, to get bowl eligible here. So Oklahoma, I know they blew out West Virginia a couple of weeks ago, but they can be a little bit of a shaky favorite. Yep. Uh, they certainly uh, in the market came in on them against BYU last week. I know a lot of that was the uh, the uh, Gabriel injury, but Oklahoma was never close to covering that number, even when he was in the game. Would have been nice if BYU showed that effort against Iowa State as mm-hmm. opposed to uh Oklahoma, but mm-hmm. you know, such is life. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> Josh, Josh Hoover, uh, uh, entering the year, you thought it was going to be former Sooners quarterback Chandler Morris, uh, that was taken over, but he had injuries. So it's been Josh Hoover, the redshirt freshman that has stepped up and look, I think it's had some good games now against the lower competition in the big 12 with BYU and, and with Baylor, uh, live arm, really good instincts. So I think TCU hangs in here in Norman noon on Fox. All right. Also noon ABC. Hold your nose folks. And that's going to be a theme of this one. Give me Boston college. Those screaming Eagles. I will take the nine with Boston college. Is it a play on Boston college West? No, it's a fade on Miami. Mm-hmm. Where is the motivation for Miami in this particular game? I give Miami credit and I don't do that often, but I think they played very, very hard against Florida state covered that game last week at home with, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of senior citizens that went to that game. Uh, They were there until the end and uh, lose to Louisville. Now you're in the midst of this losing streak and you've got to go on the road to Chestnut Hill and take on a Boston College team that look Boston College, very Jekyll and Hyde this year, had a five game winning streak that, let's be honest, wasn't really that impressive. They get their doors blown off by Virginia Tech, a side that I had a couple weeks ago and then lose to Pitt. Thomas Castellanos, he's he's a fun guy to back, but this is more of a just situational fade of this Miami team who has now lost three in a row, NC State, Florida State, Louisville, and I'm just curious where their mind's at going into a road game, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend. You know it's not going to be a great atmosphere. It's not going to be great weather, um, and, and I'm just going to take the points here with the home team and think Jeff Halfley's squad is going to be relatively motivated to play on national television to wrap up the regular season. Both these teams are headed to bowl games. It's not a, a bowl motivation angle, uh, but it's more of a fade on where the mindset of Miami here and do I trust them laying north of a touchdown on the road? Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe Brett Musburger for old time's sake is calling this game. Of course, he called the Doug Flutie to Gerald Phelan, uh, famous Hail Mary. Be uh, fine with me. I'd be fine yeah, with me. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see <laughs> Brett do this game. It would certainly get me interested in watching, but you're right about BC. Look, they started out the year they lost to Northern Illinois at home. They barely got by Holy Cross. Should have lost that game, by the way. The and Holy then Cross. they almost upset Florida State in that red bandana game up there in Chestnut yep. Hill. So they start one and three but then they win close games over bad teams uh, Virginia at Army at Georgia Tech UConn by seven at Syracuse by seven get their doors blown off a couple weeks ago that was a really good spot for Virginia Tech and then they lose at Pitt who only has three Oof. wins on the season there was a reason why a two and eight Pitt was a three-point favorite yeah. over BC but I haven't bet this, but I'd be with you on this. Uh, you know, I think BC, at least knowing that it's a mediocre season, like a six and five season at Miami is a disaster right. based on what their fan base wants. But BC is going to be motivated for Miami. I don't think Miami is going to care about Boston College. Uh, we know Tyler Van Dyke's been beat up to, you know, playing through some injuries. So 
I'd be on the BC Eagles, if anything. I'll here. sneak this one in real quickly because it doesn't need a ton of uh, of breakdown. And, and the common theme, and you know, Adam Burke and I did this on the earlier podcast this week, looking at all of the five-win teams. And not every, look, not every team is going to be motivated to get the bowl eligibility. Right. However, when I'm looking at a MAC team like Central Michigan, I think there's going to be some motivation at home to take on Toledo. Toledo... This is one of those few teams, and we'll hit on a couple. We already mentioned Iowa, Wes. Next week, Toledo plays in the MAC championship. They are a 10-1 football team, and I very closely watched the playoff rankings on Tuesday night. Why? Because I wanted to see if Toledo got in the top 25. Because if they did, I think the motivation might be there for the Rockets to keep the pedal to the metal. Maybe they ink, you know, inch in and get that uh, auto bid if they run the table from here on out. They were not in the top 25. A team like Liberty was. And when I look at Toledo, Jason Candle, pretty historically not great as a big favorite. They've got the most talent in this conference. But look at last year, Wes. This is a team that won the conference last year, down the stretch, lost to Bowling Green, and then lost to a 4-7 and seven Western Michigan mm-hmm. team on the road on Black Friday to close out the season. I'm going to take the 10 and a half year with the chips. I just like the spot for Central Michigan at home, trying to get the bowl eligibility against a Toledo team that, let's be honest, they should be resting yeah. their starters in this spot. Yeah, Toledo in the MAC title game that you mentioned up at Four Field in Detroit, they'll take on Miami of Ohio, yep. who won the East Division and a rematch of a regular season game that was very close between the two. But yeah, I look at Toledo. Look, last week, had to come back from way down to beat Bowling Very Green. Very fortunate to get the win. On the road. And Bowling Green probably should have won that outright. Two straight losses on the road for the Chips. Uh, so uh, I have not bet this one, but uh, fire up Chips, as they say come up on, in Mount Jim Pleasant. McElwain. Yeah, Jump on that shark and uh, let's uh, let's get ourselves to cover We got uh, here. some uh, Bauer power. Jace Bauer, the quarterback of the Chippewa. So... I agree with you on this side. You don't have to agree every time. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get to our best bet recap at the end of the show, but more Friday night games and then a loaded Saturday. Yes, we're going to talk Ohio State, Michigan. Don't worry. We're going in chronological order. It's the VSID College Football Betting Podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email. Recap it as they take a drink. Hey, all our best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll get unlimited access to our vcin.com slash picks page, sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top vcin experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit and ROI, and see which vcin expert has the hot hand. Sign up for our Black Friday deal now. Get access to everything we do through May 1st for only 60 bucks. vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Tim Murray. It is the vcin college football betting podcast. Wes, I'm going to toss to you because I got something stuck in my throat. Texas Tech, Texas, you're on the dog here. I am, and and I missed the 14, 13 and a half, though. But look, Texas Tech, I think, was the team that we kind of all thought, hey, this is going to be the sleeper team, right? And then they had some quarterback injuries. They've got the kid Morton back, who I think has really been their best quarterback uh, uh, for the Red Raiders. And look, uh, you're going to see this be a common theme, uh, I think, here on on this card this week is the fact that 
you've got one team that's going off uh, for greener pastures, yep. quote unquote, and the Texas Longhorns are going to be leaving uh, just like Oklahoma is uh, for the SEC, uh, leaving uh, Texas Tech and TCU, their former Southwest Conference mates behind. So there's some motivation there. And and obviously, you know, Texas Tech, they got bowl eligible last week with that win hung on over UCF. Don't cover the don't cover the number, but they do get the outright win. Uh, so, you know, I, I, Texas is a team and they haven't really been getting away uh, from yeah. a lot of teams. Now it was a grinder game at Iowa state and they did get the cover, even though there were a lot of people on the dog, they win 26 to 16 TCU couldn't pull away from TCU. Couldn't keep Kansas state away. Kansas state actually probably should have won the game. If, uh, yep. if there was some better uh, play calling down the stretch by Chris Kleeman, or maybe he kicked that field goal to go to another overtime. But yeah, Texas hasn't really been blowing teams out. Uh, they did blow out Kansas and they did blow out BYU, but that was earlier in the year when Quinn Ewers was healthy and now he is back. But uh, I, I like the red Raiders. Like they might treat this and some of these teams that are bowl eligible. Yep. I think you're going to be more motivated for their rivalry season finales than they are for the mid tier bowl games that they go to. Yeah. So this is going to be, I think treated as the bowl game uh, for, for, for Texas tech. And uh, you know, they haven't been scoring a lot of points, the red Raiders, but, but they've been defending and they've been making plays when they had to hold on against Kansas a couple weeks ago, did the same against UCF three game winning streak for Joey McGuire and his guys. So I like the red Raiders guns up. Yeah, no, I, I was on Texas tech last week as uh, mentioned, earlier probably should have went money line instead of laying the two and a half didn't foresee a blocked extra point being my demise but uh yeah texas tech was that chic pick so to speak uh start of the year uh still not over the oregon bad beat um even though we're here in, oh uh, I, I know i know I, I thought tyler shock was uh was gonna get his old mates and it seemed like he, he should have but uh now in the uh, transfer that did not portal. yes now in the transfer portal uh this game on fox 7 30 on Friday, 13 and a half for Wes Reynolds and also an official play for Matt Newman's. He is uh, with Wes on this one. Guns up for him as well, taking the 13 and a half. Uh, it is a big, big Black Friday. And uh, we'll wrap up with on Fox, Oregon State at Oregon, number 16, Oregon State in the latest college football playoff rankings. Number six, Oregon, uh, Oregon. Looking ahead, maybe uh, it's not official yet that they're in the Pac-12 championship. They do have to win this game, uh, taking on Oregon State uh, right now. They are laying 13 and a half. Could have got 14 earlier in the week. And I think that's the way you're going to position yourself uh, in this particular spot. Oregon State catching two touchdowns. Yeah, platypus trophy on the line oh. in the uh, in the former uh, former Civil War. Yep. What this was originally called between Oregon and Oregon State. And and look, I understand the beeves close loss at home in Corvallis you know how much energy is this team going to have left uh, I think that they're going to have enough and and this is a beeves team by the way that can run the ball one of the best in the country 192 and a half on the ground I think they're about right in the top 20 average 5.5 and a quarter per carry so this is a team that can run the ball and extend drives because you saw that even though Washington had the lead they kept that offense off the field uh, for for a decent amount of the game and that's what kept it close and uh look uh oregon obviously everything's on the line so it's not a question of motivation here because they're still very much alive uh, not only in the pac-12 
12, but in the college football playoff, uh, certainly they got to take care of Washington the following week and then not slip up here against the Beavs. But uh, I, I like Oregon State in, in that dog role. They were a small home favorite, actually, yeah. last week against uh, the Huskies. Uh, couldn't get it done. But I think that this is the better role for Oregon State. I think DJU has kind of revitalized his career up there in Corvallis. Done a very good job. Has a really good running game behind him. So... I thought 14 was a little bit too much. There's still a couple 14s out there. It's mostly 13 and a half, but uh, you know, you might show over the weekend, but early money certainly has been on the beeves and I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm conflicted on this one with my Bo Nix to win the Heisman at 30 to one, uh, but also over eight wins for Oregon state, which looks like it will close the season uh, in a push. Really could have used you guys beating Washington state. That would have been, uh, mm-hmm. that would have been nice. All right. Black Friday in the rear view. All eyes to Saturday, the game, Ann Arbor, number three, Michigan, number two, Ohio State, big noon kickoff on Fox. As we sit here, Ohio State laying three and a half. You can find a three out there and uh, partner in crime of you on VEASAN tonight and normal co-host of this podcast, Matt Humans, is going to lay the three with the Michigan Wolverines in this particular spot. Um, I got a text from a, from a buddy of ours who believes this might be a, a popular dog, uh, a dog with fleas, some may say. Uh, for me, I'm going under. Uh, I'm going to go under 46. I think the two best units in this game are their defenses, Ohio State mm-hmm. and Michigan. Uh, when I look at the three biggest games of the season for both of these teams combined, right? Ohio State at Notre Dame dead under game 17 14 final score that final touchdown of course coming with one second to go is three nothing at the half ohio state penn state in columbus 20 to 12 late touchdown from penn state in that one and then penn state hosting michigan 24 to 15 and i'm also not convinced and, and a lot of people have pointed this out Wes. i don't think jj mccarthy's healthy uh heading into this game i don't trust kyle mccord uh whatsoever I really don't have a great feel on the side in this one, but uh, I just kept coming back to the under. I don't know if this is going to be a popular under. Uh, It probably will be, but uh, I'm going under. I think this is a 20 to 17, 17 to 13 type of game on Saturday in, uh, in the big house. Lean for me. And and obviously you did mention two of the top three national defenses, Penn state actually sandwiched right between them, but uh, big game. James came up small uh, yet again against both of these opponents, Uh, by the way, as Penn state will settle for third in the big 10 East. But, you know, I look at this game and I do lean Buckeyes a little bit on the side. I have not bet this though yet. I may not end up doing it. I don't have to bet it to watch it because I'll obviously all the eyeballs will be on this game two against three winner going to the college football playoff. It looks, seems like it's a loser leave town, even though Ohio state played the better schedule for Michigan. I think certainly if they lose that schedule, your best win might've been UNLV. Yeah. Other than Penn State, of yeah. course, uh, might have been UNLV. So, uh, you know, this is going to be interesting, Tim, because for the first time this year, because we've seen the gradual improvement of the Ohio State defense with Jim Knowles, the former Oklahoma State defensive coordinator, yep. now calling the signals there in Columbus. We've seen the gradual improvement. But in the big game last year, Ohio State couldn't get stops. They couldn't do it against Michigan. They couldn't do it against Georgia. But this year, for the first time, I think the def- defense really won them a big game when they won that game in South. Bend and, and certainly Notre Dame had something to do. Yeah, with as well, 10, 10 is uh, 11 is better than 10. I mean, that's yes. just uh, yes. usually usually that's the way I like to go yes. about it. Um, but I, I do wonder, are we at this point, you know, as we handicap these games, Wes, 
Are we shortchanging the fact that Jim Harbaugh won't be there? He wasn't there against Penn State. We know how that played out. They were able to get the victory. But last weekend, it was nip and tuck as a, a 20-point favorite. Yeah, Mar- at, Maryland at really Maryland. hung around. I think it was Jesse Minter that was kind of the yeah. interim head coach, if you will. Uh, very good defensive coordinator. But they let Maryland hang around last yeah. weekend. Ohio State had Minnesota, and they took care of them in very short order. Uh, and, uh, you know, just kind of got comfortable. We're able to get some different guys in the game. But... Uh, if I have to, I'm probably going to be on the Buckeyes here. I know it might be end up being public doggish, if you will, and I never <laughs> like to be public doggish it's wor- it's, in it's, these high-profile games. but It's headed that way, though. Real quickly, before we hit a break, a game that you were on, I'm on Central Michigan playing Toledo. Miami of Ohio is playing Toledo next week. I'm fading Toledo. You're fading Miami of Ohio here. Yeah, chirp, chirp. I'm on Charlie Cardinal here in the uh, Ball State Cardinals, who, by the way, four and seven. They cannot go to a bowl game, but they've won their last two. They covered at Bowling Green. Then they beat Central Michigan. They hung with Toledo, only lost by seven. They got this uh, quarterback now, Kyle Kelly, who's not really a thrower, not a great thrower by any stretch of the imagination, but really makes up a lot on the ground. And I talk about not a great thrower. He was 4-14 against Kent State for 71 yards. So going to be a running quarterback running uh, there for Ball State so I like the Cardinals in Muncie to upset Miami of Ohio noon on CBS Sports Network Ball State plus six and a half also noon on Saturday will Louisville be looking ahead to the Knowles in the ACC championship this is VEASAN's college football betting podcast You know, there's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Tim, uh, do we have an official drum major for the college football like betting con podcast? I, I like it. I feel like we, we need one, though, from one of the HBCUs, though, man, because that that's the that's the highlight of those big HBCU classics is the uh, Battle of the Bands, man. Yeah, we got uh, Grambling and Southern coming up. Yes, uh, yes the Bayou Classic uh, down in New Orleans. So that will be on this weekend. I'm sure uh, some shops will have some prices up for that one as well. Yeah, not yet, uh, but uh, there will be a price, no doubt, out there. It is a a special VEASAN college football betting podcast. Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds with you. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, we are in the final regular season week, but don't worry, plenty of breakdowns for the conference championships next week and bowl season. And speaking of those conference championships, Louisville, Jeff Brom and company, uh, they are checking in at number 10 mm-hmm. in the latest college football playoff rankings. They will be taking on Florida State, a banged up Florida State, of course, with no Jordan Travis. It'll be Tate Rodemaker uh, going for the Knowles. But before they get to Charlotte, they have to host arch rival Kentucky at Cardinal Stadium, noon Eastern. This game will be on ABC. Point spread seven. It really hasn't moved off of it. Ah. Uh, I haven't bet it yet, but I am certainly intrigued by the dog. I believe you are. 
Yeah, as well. I am too. I have not bet this yet. Uh, the the Governor's Cup uh, down there in the Commonwealth of Kentucky here. So, uh, uh, look, Louisville, we knew that they were going to kind of be a little bit of a sleeper team just because the schedule was pretty hospitable, especially yep. in the non-conference. But uh, 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 the season win total cash, but I did not expect 10-1 and one out of this team. And if you really look and at this And they're low losses to Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and look, Jack Plummer is a fine and i know this is going to be a backhanded compliment here but he's a fine like game manager fine young man like he's he's not he's not one of those guys that are usually in the brom brothers offense that chucks and ducks all over the field like they've had some of them guys at purdue but it's really louisville getting it done with the running game that's what they have done all year is run the ball and you know okay jack Plummer, take care of the football uh you know make some throws when you can but it's all about the running game for the louisville cardinals and uh, that's why you see them at 10 and 1. kentucky i think a pretty disappointing season they got off to a good start because they played a soft schedule they got that win over florida and then a lot of the market came in on them against georgia and i was like man I, this might be the hammer spot on the dogs and yep. it certainly was 51 was to 13. The, we were on the dogs on this podcast yeah absolutely and uh then kentucky had no energy the next week against missouri and then they had a bye week and then i came in on them against tennessee I did, did not cover at home uh uh and look kentucky just a five and oh start and six and five that seems like oh Oh, man they're going in the wrong direction here but i lean to the seven here yeah. a little bit uh with the uh, wildcats and the louisville cardinals obviously check the weather uh for these games uh if you're betting these especially on the totals but uh kentucky to me uh i think devin leary started to get healthy and started to kind of come into his own a little bit i know he threw that late pick at south carolina uh last week uh where they were driving for the winning score a but steam last week on south carolina yeah that, that game yeah there flipped, was because favorites south carolina obviously they were up against it and they're trying to get bowl eligible i believe this week against clemson three o'clock eastern noon here in lovely las vegas the best cover team in all the land, the UNLV Rebels 10 and 1 ATS, 9 and 2 straight up, taking on San Jose State. Uh, you can get a three out there at DraftKings. Market starting to move towards the Spartans. Two weeks ago, Wes loved San Jose State. Off a of bye, taking on Fresno State. Fresno State had played a whole bunch of close games, including one against UNLV, and it was a hammer time for San Jose State. San Jose State, after a 1 and 5 start with a brutal schedule, they are now bowl eligible, six and five, and they have an opportunity based off of tiebreakers to potentially get in the Mountain West Championship game. Now, their potential, but UNLV is definite if they win on Saturday at home against Allegiant Stadium. And if they win, they will get the winner of Boise State and Air Force. So a lot on the line Saturday afternoon in Allegiant Stadium. By the way, if you're looking for national television, uh, don't look too hard because it ain't on national television. UNLV San Jose yeah. State, what do you got here? Yeah, that's a shame, too, because the Rebels, as you mentioned, they are playing to host the Mountain West title game, which would be on a Saturday after the game at Allegiant on Friday, the Pac-12 title yep. game, so we could get a double dip of college football. That'd be nice here in Las Vegas. But, look, I was impressed with UNLV. I thought even though Air Force didn't have Zach Larrier, in at quarterback and they certainly missed him late in the second half especially on that final drive uh, uh air force was up 27 to 14 at the half unlv shuts them out in the second half uh 17 nothing so every time you think the rebels man this moment's going to be too big for them 
every single time they've delivered yeah. basically this season. They did it against Wyoming, did it against Air Force. Mark had uh, bet Wyoming like they knew the outcome, and, right. and it was never right. really in doubt. Yeah, and, and look, the Rebels, uh, Barry Odom's done a tremendous job. Brennan Marion, that's going to be a hot name in coaching yep. circles, the offensive coordinator for UNLV. Barry Odom's probably going to be a hot name, to be honest with you, no too. Doubt. I don't, I don't want to disappoint Rebel Nation out here, but I don't know how much long you're going to hold on to this staff because uh, plenty of ADs are going to come calling. But uh, I, I like San Jose State here when the, in the three markets starting to come in on them. Uh, uh, I just wonder... Because now it's all on the line for the Rebels. And there's been a big drive here locally to, you know, get people to come out and watch this team on Saturday. I expect that they're probably going to have their best crowd of the year at Allegiant Stadium. I I certainly would hope so. This team certainly deserves it. But uh, uh, San Jose... You know, Brett Brennan is a guy I trust in, in, in these type of games. They can really run the ball. I know they got off to a sluggish start against San Diego State uh, last week, but were able to put away put away the Aztecs. So, uh, I, I just – this is a 9-2 and two against a 6-5, and five, and yet it's only three. And I think the market might be telling you something here on the Spartans. Yeah, San Jose State has really been playing well. Very balanced offense. Shevin Cordero, preseason Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. Also friend of Easton Primetime coming on uh, mm-hmm. coming on the program here. We had both coaches on, so uh, we're cool with Do both. Do you have a Primetime Primetime like Jungle Karma? <laughs> I don't know. Is, but is that a thing? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, Apple Cup. Washington, Washington State. Good news this week, by the way. This uh, rivalry will continue for the foreseeable future, which is something you like to see. This game will be 4 p.m. on Fox. Number four, Washington uh, jumping Florida State in the latest college football playoff rankings after their win over Oregon State. And uh, Washington, once again, it's a bit of a theme here. Bowl eligibility is a theme. Looking ahead to a conference championship is a bit of a theme. And we got both of them. Washington has already locked up a spot in the Pac-12 championship here in Las Vegas next week. And Washington State, 5-6, and six, started 4-0, lost six straight, and then last week put it on Colorado. So Wazoo, now one win away. You can get a 16.5 out there at DraftKings and a handful of other spots, and uh, that's the way you're looking here. You're looking towards the dull. Yeah, I wonder if, if uh, Washington State did stop the bleeding. Obviously, uh, they totally fell off the map, too. Just uh, you look at how... Lost to Stanford 10-7. Yeah, after they beat Oregon State and went to a bye week, they lose at UCLA, and uh, it was actually a more lopsided than the score indicated. 44-6 to Arizona, uh, competes at Oregon, gets in the back door, loses to ASU, loses to Stanford, loses to Cal. They needed Colorado last week, and that was the get-right spot, I think, for Washington State. And look, they're going to treat this as their bowl game. You know, I don't think Washington State's going to be motivated at being in some mid-tier bowl. This is their bowl game. This is the Apple Cup. This is the last Apple, not the last Apple Cup in general, but the last Apple Cup in terms of Pac-12. the Pac-12. Yep. So, look... Like we said with Oregon State, Oregon, it's like you guys look at us as little brother. You know, we're the school that's in the little small remote area like Oregon State is in Corvallis and, of course, Washington State on the Palouse and Pullman. So you look at that. I think that motivation matters because, you know, we get in the numbers, Tim, and we crunch the numbers. We get into the stats and all that stuff. But mo- these are a lot about motivation here. And Washington's clearly motivated. But when you've got an underdog that at least has some motivation, I think it's about beating Washington. 
And it's about, hey, how can we screw over our rival who has an opportunity maybe to play for a national championship in about a month's time? But boy, we can really send them hurting. And this is going to be one of the most memorable Apple Cups ever if they somehow pull the upset. So uh, I, I am on the Cougs here. They have been battling a lot of injuries, though, down the stretch. But this Washington defense, man, it's tough to lay them as favorites. Yeah, it's no. really tough. Like, they couldn't cover against Utah. They covered against USC uh, as underdogs just because you are small favorites i should say just because usc really shot themselves in the foot you were at so that game i was i was on usc on that game and as uh, was i but you look at arizona state now the flu bug was reportedly running through them uh that was off the oregon game didn't look all that great against stanford so we will see michael Penix numbers though uh we talked about it on the edition of the vcin college football betting podcast earlier this week with adam burke numbers for the heisman dropping mm-hmm. a little bit Maybe a little look ahead, just a Huskies little bit. Huskies have been living dangerously. Yeah, we will see. Very intriguing spot. Dare I say, my most favorite spot of the week. We'll hit it next. The VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. We keep it rolling here on the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. We are on YouTube as well, the full episode. So if you want to see Wes Reynolds' lovely face... Of course, why not? YouTube, baby. Lovely, I guess, is a a different description than most would have. We will have our best bet recap, so if you haven't been taking tabs at home, that's all right. You know, we always tell. uh, Got the recap coming up. Matt Williams plays uh, from the island. Uh, We will get to. So, Wes, this final week of the regular season, as we have hit on a lot, is a lot of situational angles. And you and I and Matt Humans as well, are big-time situational cappers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way I've always kind of bet, especially in college football. And maybe I like this spot too much. Sometimes you see a spot and you like it a lot, and you're like, oh, man, maybe I like it too much. But I really like this particular spot. Let's go to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. The Fighting Jerry Kills, congratulations on a phenomenal year. Started off with a loss to UMass at home, and then last week they go on the road Get 1.5 million, I believe, from Auburn, and uh, left there with a big check and a 21-point victory. Next week, New Mexico State will get an opportunity to win Conference USA against unbeaten Liberty. Oh, by the way, this week they have to play Jacksonville State, a Jacksonville State team who you may not know this is eight and three, but not ensured a bowl game because of the ridiculous rules that the NCAA did not waive. So Jacksonville State needs to hope that there are not enough 6-6 six and six teams bowl eligible so that Jacksonville State and James Madison get into a bowl game. We have seen a flip of favorites when we talked about this on Monday night, myself and Adam Burke. This was Jacksonville State plus 2.5. It is now Jacksonville State minus 2.5. Look around, you can get some minus 1s. Find the cheapest money line. That's what I'm doing here for the podcast. It'll be minus 120, 125, whatever it is right now, whatever the cheapest money line is. Like I said, you could have got plus money on Monday. Situationally, I just, I love this spot. And Diego Pavia is banged up. And if Mm -hmm. you're Jerry Kill, Wes, in this particular spot, and this isn't Washington, Washington State, Louisville, Kentucky. Does New Mexico State care about Jacksonville State? This is the, uh, I believe, uh, to get into the Conference USA Championship game because Liberty, of course, is 7-0 and and undefeated overall. But New Mexico State, or so remember, Jacksonville State not eligible yeah, yeah. for that. So New Mexico State, uh, yeah, they absolutely, they can't get past because nope. I think Western Kentucky is 4-3, and three, so they're already in. And look, 
New Mexico State, they go to the plane and they beat Auburn. Boy, I did not expect that. I thought it was going to be the other way around, you know, laying out a New Mexico State team that, oh, by the way, has the second easiest schedule in all of college football. Uh, the easiest was Liberty. Now, to be fair, Jacksonville State's down there at 125 out of 133. Yeah. Uh, all these Conference USA and MAC teams uh, down there pretty low. But, yeah, I, I worry about Pavia being banged up. And, you know, Rich Rodriguez has done a really good job down there at Jacksonville State. And, uh, you know, they run that similar offense, a very, very quick tempo, one of the quickest tempos in the country. You know, a lot of run pass option. That's basically what they run. A lot of zone read stuff. So uh, I think they could maybe wear down New Mexico State because even though New Mexico State got the win, when you play a team that has more talent than you, that, you know, has stronger guys, quite frankly, you take a little bit of a physical pounding. And I wonder if New Mexico State, despite getting the win and cashing that big check from Auburn, if that's going to show here, you know, a little bit of wear and tear off playing a physical SEC team. Well, remember this too, New Mexico State is playing 13 regular season games this year. They didn't have an official bye. Now they played some weekday games, so they had a Saturday to Wednesday, and then they wrapped up their weekday games going Tuesday to Saturday, but no full week off this year. I think if you're Jerry Kill, you recognize the situation. You're playing on a short week next week against Liberty on the road in Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Recognize the situation. I think Jacksonville State is fired up. I will go with the Gamecocks. I believe you're with the Gamecocks I'm as on, well. I'm on the Gamecocks as well. We ride. Let's go, Rich Rodriguez. Get it done. All right, let's get to the late night slate where each of us, me, Wes, and Matt Humans, all have a after dark play. I will go Pac-12 after dark, and uh, I have a... Uh, I have a little clip we will play here, courtesy of the starting quarterback from Cal, Fernando Mendoza. This was after Cal's 27-15 win over Stanford last week, last week. Here's Fernando Mendoza just telling you how fired up he is about this upcoming opponent. The job's not finished. The job's not done. And if we were to beat UCLA, I imagine LS Cody might be crying. However, in the back of my head, I know that job's not finished, and we want to go bowling. And that's our goal. We want to go bowling. We want to make a bowl game. But everyone, maybe, like I said, this game means more. So everyone's just exhilarated, just celebrating the locker room, having a great time. I'm sure everyone's going to go out and celebrate tonight. Uh, but we all know that Sunday, Monday comes around, and we got to be focused and down on UCLA. Justin Wilcox said, big deal real big deal to go bowling motivation baby ucla mm -hmm. just smashed arch rival usc yeah uh i'm gonna take the nine with cal here uh there were tens out there i missed the 10 but i will take the nine with the yeah, golden this, bears this seems like such a like i don't want to say disappointing way for ucla to end because it's like you want to end on that high beating your arch rival right? in the battle of los angeles and plus with all the discussions and the scuttlebutt of what chip kelly's status is going to be there in westwood also the bad publicity that came out i don't know how much of that's been confirmed of course we remember colorado some of their players had jewelry stolen yep apparently by ucla recruits on official visits that's all that's always a good sign of uh of, of character with recruits but but uh, nevertheless, uh, UCLA getting Cal here. And, and, and look, Cal is another team, even though Cal is uh, off to the ACC. UCLA, you know, the, the UCLA and USC were the first two to kind of abandon the Pac-12. They, they get really put the bullet in the conference. So these teams, they don't forget that as, uh, you know, Pac-12 after dark about to be a thing of the past. Pour one out. 
idling your way here on Cal. Uh, certainly the market is doing so because those tens have disappeared. 1030 Eastern on ESPN. Last time Cal played in a bowl game, the Red Box Bowl in 2019. All right, we will lump in your final play, a Mountain West after dark play with your best bet recap here, Wes. You're going to San Diego, the swan song for Brady Hoke. Yeah, I took him last week. Had to kind of had to kind of sweat it out yeah. though, because I was worried San Jose State. They were about to break off a run and uh, get ahead of the number. But yeah, I'm on San Diego State here, and, and it's not that necessarily. I don't know if it's a you know win one for the old coach necessarily. It might be here at, at San Diego State and uh, uh, Fresno State. A horrible performance Whoa. against New Mexico. Yeah, and, and 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 lost easily. Like New Mexico was leading pretty much the entire game. So Mikey Keene, by the way, uh, uh, got banged up. So, you know, you have to monitor his health uh, uh, going on the road. I don't believe that there is a scenario, uh, correct me no. if I'm wrong, Tim, that Fresno State can make the conference title game. Uh, UNLV Air Force, Boise State, San Jose State still obviously in the mix. So, you know, San Diego State, look, season's going to be over. Some Now, some teams, they mail it in. They lay an egg. But some teams, they come in, and they use it as their bowl game. I think the Aztecs maybe do that here. All right, Wes, run through your plays. We've got uh, well, we've got a niner? niner. Yes, we got a Niner. Run uh, through the Niner. And I'll have more nine uh, later this week as numbers <laughs> uh, change. Uh, Nebraska and Jacksonville State, small money line favorites. Uh, TCU plus 10.5 against Oklahoma. Texas Tech, 13.5 against Texas. Oregon State, I, I did buy. I bought the hook. There is a, a couple rogue four teams out there, but it's mostly 13.5. Ball State plus 6.5 against uh, my of Ohio, San Jose State plus three here at Allegiant against UNLV in Las Vegas, Washington State plus 16 and a half in the Apple Cup, and San Diego State plus six at home against Fresno. All right, nine spot from Wes Reynolds, vcin.com slash picks, uh, where you can check out Wes and all of his plays this week. All right, let's recap mine. Uh, starting on Friday, the corn, Nebraska, money line. Uh, find the cheapest money line out there. That's obviously moved quite a bit. We're trying to use the most accurate and most recent numbers. Central Michigan, more of a fade of Toledo in this spot with the Rockets playing in the MAC championship against Miami of Ohio next week. Boston College plus the nine, more of a fade of Miami. We're going Jacksonville State short money line price against New Mexico State. Cal plus the nine against UCLA under Michigan, Ohio State three and three week last week. And let's run through Matt Eumann's plays. He went four and four last week. Nebraska money line. So that's all three of us. Texas Tech plus the 13 and a half. He agrees with Wes Reynolds. He found a rogue three, which is out there on Michigan. Lay in the three with the Wolverines. Kentucky plus the seven. And Wes, a tradition unlike of any course. other. Matt Eumann's playing the last game on the card. And that would be Hawaii Plus the six against Colorado Worked out State. for him last time uh, against Air Force a couple sure weeks did. ago. 20-point dog winning outright. All right, that's going to do it. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Happy Thanksgiving to all. That is Wes Reynolds. I am Tim Murray. Thanks to Matt Humans for his plays. Let's get ourselves a winning weekend. Talk to you next week right here on the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 